This is Love Marriage Again with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to embrace their marriage and feel completely in love with their husbands again. If you are a wife looking to create a happier marriage by transforming yourself, you've come to the right place. Here you will be inspired to fully accept your husband, be in control of your own happiness, and create a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan. I am so excited to be back with you for another podcast episode. I hope you are doing amazing. It is beautiful weather here in the Northeast. There's like not a cloud in the sky. So I am excited to record this podcast for you and then head outside to do some journaling and writing and thinking about my next few podcast episodes for you and other things that I am creating. So we had an amazing weekend. We went to a place called Great Wolf Lodge. Maybe some of you have heard of it. It's an indoor water park and hotel. So you take your kids there. They have different areas for different sort of age groups or like risk tolerance, (laughs) so to speak. And we took our kids there and just had a really, really fun time. It was a nice drive. wasn't too far for us. Everything with COVID and social distancing worked out pretty well. My husband and I are both vaccinated and the kids were just had their masks off in the pool, but we had an amazing time. And we, you know, we get back to our hotel room and it's cozy quarters and our kids just like started flipping out like kids do, not like in a negative way, but they were just, (laughs) they didn't even have any sweets, but they were like bouncing off the walls, running up and down, screaming. And I don't always have the patience for that. And I found myself coaching myself and just allowing them to be kids because that's what kids do. Now, for me, this was hard because we were, again, in very close quarters. So they, when, when they do this here at home, I can just be in another room, right? So It was testing all of the capacity of my eardrums, but I sat there and just reminded myself, like, they're allowed to be kids. They're allowed to be kids. And once I had that mindset shift, it was just like, this is what they do, right? Like kids run around and scream and play. And who am I to not let my kids be kids? They weren't doing anything bad. And so I thought about that as an intro to what we're going to be talking about today, which is a similar concept of allowance, really comparing the idea of allowance versus setting boundaries, right? So in the example of my kids running around in the hotel room, 
there were quiet hours designated. And those quiet hours started at 11. So at 11, right, we might be having a different conversation. Thank goodness everybody was asleep by then. So I knew what the boundary was and could rest in just allowing them to have fun the way that they wanted to until we bumped up against the rules, right? So the same is true in marriage. And one of the things that I notice so often is that most of my clients struggle with some aspect of wanting their partner to be different, right? They want a husband who's home more or a husband who's more present or a husband who's more emotionally responsive or empathetic. They want a husband who plans fun things for them to do together. Shout out to my husband on that one because he actually was the one who suggested this little getaway. But, you know, you can think of your own list of things that you would really like to be different, right? It's it's not a hard thing to do. And what happens though is when you are triggered by the thing you want to be different, what you do is you try to change the situation. You try to change the fact that your husband isn't home as much as you would like. You try to change the fact that your husband isn't as intentional about spending time with you. And the way that usually happens is a complaint, right? You're never home. You never plan anything fun for us to do. Controlling, right? You should really do this. Like, it's important that you do it. I can't believe you're not doing it, right? Or some sort of judgment. You might have just like that secret judgment of, I can't believe I'm with a person who does this or thinks this way or operates with this belief system, right? And what happens though is when your husband doesn't comply with the thing you want him to be doing differently, you feel a sense of frustration, right? It's very aggravating to see something that should be done a different way or to have him thinking a way that you don't agree with, that you think is the wrong way, and he's not getting on board, right? One of the most common things people say, myself included sometimes, is like, he just doesn't get it. He just doesn't get it. No matter how many times I explain it, how many times I try to rationalize it and appeal to his higher judgment, he's just not getting it, right? And when you feel like you are trying to get someone to do something differently or trying to understand something that they're not understanding, you kind of feel a little bit hopeless and helpless, right? Almost like a victim, like, oh my gosh, I can't get him to figure it out. And I just have the image of like, you're banging your head against the wall. It feels like he's this immovable brick wall that you just can't get to. And This is something, you know, in full transparency, I have continued to work on in my own marriage because let's be honest, I like things a certain way. I think things should be done a certain way. Being a coach, I can see how much better, quote unquote, it is to think about things in a certain way. And so this has been my work for sure over probably the last couple of years in my own marriage, doing this at a deep, deep, deep level. 
And what I can say is that getting to the other side of it creates so much more ease and so much more room to enjoy your marriage and enjoy your husband rather than fighting who he is. Okay. And so because I've had this experience, when I work with my clients, my job is to help them to feel more empowered, right? Not helpless and not hopeless so that they can create the experience they want to be having right? Because the only reason you want your husband to be different or you want him to do things differently is because you believe it will change your experience. You think you'll be happier. You think you'll get along better, right? You think you'll have more fun. You'll think you'll feel closer to him. And what I want to offer you is that you are always the creator of your experience. So if what you want is to feel connected, if what you want is to Um, have fun, if what you want is for things to feel easy, you can do that without the tug of war of trying to get him to change. And what I like about this approach is that it honors both of you. Hear me on this. Because when you are looking at your husband and telling yourself all the ways that he's wrong, all the things he's doing that are not the right thing to be doing, all the ways he's thinking that are not the right ways to be thinking, right? When you do that, you sort of diminish and disapprove of him, right? When you are trying to complain your way to getting him to be different or trying to convince him, you're rejecting who he is right now. And what we have to keep in mind is that all of us, all of us are on our own journey and he is on his journey as well. He is exactly where he is, thinking the way he's supposed to be thinking, doing the things he's supposed to be doing based on where he is right now. That does not mean that's exactly where he's going to stay forever, but it also means that it's not your job to try to push him along. That's between him and God, right? God created him with the brain that he has. God gave him the set of experiences that he's had in his life that shaped his personality, shaped his view of the world, shaped the way that he's showing up in your marriage. You don't get to go to God and tell him he got it wrong, right? Because God knows ultimately where he's taking your husband, how he's going to grow, evolve, and change your husband just like he's going to grow, change, and evolve you, right? And so when you're rejecting your husband, when you're pointing out all the things that he's doing wrong, it creates so much distance and so much disconnection. I want you to think about the people in your life that you love being around. They're the people you feel like you can just fully be yourself, your quirky, silly, you know, moody, whatever the case may be. Those are people that you feel so comfortable with because you don't feel any judgment. You don't feel like they're looking down on you, trying to get you to be different. Those people draw you in. You love hanging out with them. You reach out to them. On the flip side, I'm sure you have people in your life that you feel are super critical of you. Like every time you walk in a room, they're telling you what you should be doing differently, right? Those people make you feel uncomfortable. You don't feel emotionally safe with them because they're disapproving of you 
all of the time. This is the experience your husband may be having of you, right? And I say that with love because I want you to be aware because it's not always the thing you're thinking of in the moment. In the moment, you're thinking about how right you are and how much better it would be if he were doing things differently. Your intentions are good, right? Like, I'm not knocking your intentions. It's just you have to also look at, is it getting you the results that you actually want? Probably not, because nothing good is ever created from judgment and criticism. Something good is always created from acceptance and love and understanding. And so that's where you want to take yourself, right? So the solution is to consciously choose to accept your husband. And when I say this, I know some of you have a hard time with it because it's hard to get yourself all the way to acceptance. Many times people believe that when I'm saying you should accept him, it means that you need to approve of it. It means that you need to like it, right? And that's not the case at all. But what I'm going to do today in this conversation is instead of fighting with your brain on some some of the nuanced details of acceptance, I want to offer you just a different starting place. And I want to help you understand what I mean when I say allowance, like allowing him versus times when you will need to be clear that something is a non-negotiable for you and stand up for your values, which is boundaries, right? So allowance and allowing him to be who he is versus when you have to stand your ground on your own values and create some boundaries, okay? So when I use the term allowance, what I'm really talking about is essentially suspending expectations for who your husband should be according to your opinion, because that's all it is. All of the thoughts you have about what he should be doing or should be thinking are your opinions. Not every single wife in the world would agree with you. So your thoughts and your beliefs and your expectations are just yours. They are not the gospel, right? And I know some of you who like know the Bible, right? You're you're like, but wait, no, this is in the Bible, right? I'm not talking about those things, right? So stay with me, stay with me here, okay? And boundaries are you standing up for yourself and your values and protecting what is important to you, right? Boundaries are not consequences that are intended to manipulate or control what your husband is doing. Boundaries are not ultimatums. Boundaries are what you will do for yourself to stand up for yourself and to honor your values, okay? So I think the best way for us to continue is for me to just give some very, very concrete examples, okay? So globally, the umbrella of all of this, right, is your spouse is allowed to be themselves, just as they are. That's the allowance. And you are allowed to have your boundaries, right? So let's dig into this. So for example, 
allowance. Allowing would look like this. Your husband is allowed to not want to do things that you like doing, right? He's allowed to not want to watch the same TV shows you do. He's allowed to not want to go on a beach vacation and sit out in the beach with you all day. He's allowed to not want to eat dinner at the table with you and the kids. I know, crazy, right? He's allowed. He's an adult. He gets to make choices with what he does with his time, right? Now, looking at boundaries, a boundary might be he's not allowed, right? Your boundary is you will not, you know, expose yourself or be manipulated into doing things that you don't want to do, right? Because that would violate your value of autonomy. So if there are things he really wants you to be doing that you don't feel comfortable doing, that violate who you see yourself as as a person, or are just things that you're just very uncomfortable that you can't tolerate, you're allowed to place a boundary there, which would look like, I'm not going to do that, period, right? So he's allowed not to want to do things (laughs) that you want him to do, and you are also allowed to have boundaries and make decisions for yourself that you will not do things that you don't want to do, okay? This is tough for us as women, and I think part of it is because we live so much of our lives out of obligation. We do things because we should, and then we place that on him. If this is you, definitely listen to the podcast episode I have called Obligated Living, right? Look that one up. Actually, I'm going to tell you what it is. I'm going to help you out so you don't have to like go searching. <laughs> I'm looking up on my phone right now because it wasn't that long ago. It's episode 88, March 2nd. Okay. So obligated living will really, really help you in this area. Okay. So other examples. He is allowed to be upset about things that you think are no big deal. He's allowed to. This happens here in our our home, right? My husband likes things very, very neat and tidy. We have two kids, five and seven, right? They're five and seven now. And he really gets upset when they make a mess. And I think it's no big deal. I'm like, that's what kids do. And for a while, it would trigger me so much. I'd be like, why are you getting so upset about this? And then I just decided, no, he's allowed. He's allowed to think this is a big deal. And I'm allowed to think it's not a big deal, right? And I'm happy to clean up the mess. So he's allowed. He's allowed to be upset about things that you think are no big deal. Now, where you may want to place a boundary, right, is that it's not okay to yell at and threaten you or the children, right? Verbal abuse is not okay because that violates the need for safety, right? And so when you create that as a boundary, what that might look like is that if he escalates to the point of yelling or screaming, 
you will remove yourself from the situation. You will remove yourself and your children. You will walk out of the house, get in the car, go in the garage, whatever the case may be, to remove yourself and place a boundary of protection around you from the impact of that, right? Now, that's not something that happens in our home, but I've coached many, many, many clients on that very topic of what do you do when he's starting an argument or escalating a conversation to a level that is uncomfortable. You remove yourself. That is your boundary. You don't try to get him to calm down. You don't try to get him to stop. You just know what you're going to do for you to remove yourself from that situation, right? Another example, he is allowed to work as much as he would like. I know. (laughs) I have a client whose husband works and also coaches, and we talk about this a lot because during the sports season, he's gone. He's not home, and that includes the weekends, right? He's gone in the evenings, and he's gone on the weekends, and this was really hard for her. And she really wanted him to be home more. This is something that is also a similar dynamic in our home. My husband works six days a week. He's allowed to. Now, the reason you want to be thinking this way is because it creates ease and peace for you. You stop fighting the reality that he's working six days a week or coaching and being away on tournaments or things like that, right? You just let it be and things are so much easier when you stop fighting it and stop trying to argue with him about it and stop trying to get him to change his mind about it. That's exhausting. So you just allow it. He's allowed. He's an adult. He gets to use his time the ways that he wants to use his time. Again, If this is hard for you, go to that Obligated Living podcast, number 88, because you're allowed to use your time the way you want to use your time as well, okay? Now, what might be a boundary, right, is maybe the boundary for you is that it's not okay with you for him to spend your money, collective money, right, without regard for your opinion, right? So in that instance, if that's a boundary for you, you might decide to open a separate bank account, right? So notice you're not trying to tell him what to do or convince him to be different. It's like, no, this is what I'm going to do to protect the thing that's important to me, right? So notice, notice the difference. Allowing is just like he's allowed. He's an adult. I am not his mother, And a boundary is, this is what I'm going to do for myself to minimize the impact of things that he may be doing that I don't like. Got it? All right, here's another one that's so, 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 so common. He's allowed to care for your children differently than you. I learned this one super early on when our daughter was born. My husband was giving her a bath and he just wasn't doing it the way I was doing it. And I wasn't even conscious of the fact that I thought the way I was doing was like the way to do it. You can do it however you want. And he said to me, he's like, just because it's not your way doesn't mean that it's wrong. And I was like, you know what? You're right. So just allow him, allow him to do it how he's going to do it. That continues now. 
His process of bathing our kids looks very different than mine. That's okay. He's allowed to do it differently. Now, you might have a boundary, right, around the idea of the kids being put in clear physical or emotional danger. That's different, right? So you might, again, remove your children from a situation. You might come in and pick them up, move them to a new location or room if you feel like they are being put in clear physical or emotional danger. That's your boundary. But again, in that instance, you're not negotiating with him, trying to get him to be different. You're just like, nope, I'm in charge. I'm empowered here. This is what I deem as a violation of a boundary. And this is the action I'm going to take to enforce that boundary. Okay. And you can do that with love, right? It doesn't have to be like a fight or an argument or power struggle. It's like, no, this is just the decision I've made, right? You can say it as simply and as light as that. I love you, but no, right? We do this with our kids all the time, right? Let's say your kid wakes up and they're like, oh, can I have M&Ms for breakfast? Maybe some of you would give them M&Ms for breakfast, but you know, if this is a boundary for you, you wouldn't. You just say, no, I love you, but no, that's not okay, right? Other examples, he's allowed to have thoughts and opinions about you that you don't like and that you don't agree with. Oh, he's allowed. So many times we want to control or influence or direct the way our husbands think, especially when it comes to us right? We want him to see the best in us, of course. And so if he has any like negative idea or opinion, we want to argue about it. We want to like prove that he's wrong. And one of the most liberating ideas I learned from coaching is he's allowed to be wrong about you. What if that's just okay? Like what if he thinks you're messy and you're really not? And that's okay that he has the wrong idea. Like you don't have to convince him. You don't have to get him to change his mind, right? What if he thinks you're not good with money, but you think you are? That's okay. He can think what he wants to think. He's allowed. He's allowed to have thoughts in his brain that you don't like and that you don't agree with. So much easier to just let that be true, right? Now, maybe a boundary, again, is when it comes to him, you know, degrading you or saying mean things, verbally abusing you. That's not allowed. That's your boundary. If that boundary gets crossed, again, you remove yourself from the situation. Does this make sense? I hope that it does. So let me just be clear here, right? So most of the clients that I encounter and most of the people that I work with and speak with are really doing the work of allowance, right? There's not verbal abuse happening. There's not physical abuse or things like that where they're being manipulated in the marriage. It's usually things like they just don't like what he's doing, (laughs) right? So most of you listening are going to be wanting to pay very close attention to how to do this work of allowance, of allowing your husband to be himself 
without needing to control, convince, or complain, right? Now, in order to do this work of allowance, it will require that you allow yourself to feel uncomfortable and tolerate some negative emotions. We, as a culture, the culture being the human race, have a strong aversion to negative emotions. We don't want to be angry. We don't want to be upset. We don't want to be worried. So we do so many things trying to avoid those emotions, right? We don't like to feel annoyed. We don't like to feel aggravated and frustrated. So instead of feeling frustrated, we go to try to control the situation so that we're not frustrated anymore. But you're not going to be able to do that when it comes to your husband, right? And we're working on allowance here. So I want you to consciously put into your brain, like, part of this work for me is allowing myself to tolerate negative emotions, to be triggered and not have an argument with my husband, to be triggered and not try to tell him how wrong he is. You just sit with the the emotion. You let it be in your body. And here's what happens, right, is you may spend 10 or 15 minutes in frustration, in anger, in aggravation over something he did or said, right? That's okay because the trade-off for that is that you avoid hours and potentially days of being disconnected, not speaking to each other feeling very lonely because you got into an argument or because you tried to control him or because you criticized or judged him for something, right? So by now, if you have been overly critical of him, you know exactly what happens when you complain, right? Either he shuts down or he gets angry back at you. It's usually one of those two things. And so then you have this weird period of like you're disconnected because he doesn't feel comfortable with you and you don't feel comfortable with him. And for some people that lasts like days. What I'm offering you is like, can you be willing to be a little bit frustrated or a lot frustrated for 10 or 15 minutes because it's going to pass through your body instead of acting out of that emotion to try to get rid of it, right? This is what is necessary for you to truly be able to endorse these ideas I've just shared about allowance, right? Allowing your husband to work as much as he wants means that, yeah, you're going to have to sit with the emotion of feeling frustrated and maybe a little bit overwhelmed because you're doing all the things and he's not there to help. Can you allow that? Right? This is the work that we do in my private coaching, right? We aren't taught to tolerate negative emotions so that we don't act out of them. But when you look at what's been happening in your marriage, the problems result from acting out of negative emotion, right? Negative emotions only create negative actions and negative actions only create negative results, which is not getting along, arguing, being unhappy with each other. So if you're looking to change that, right, coaching and changing your mindset and learning to tolerate and manage your emotions differently is the pathway to creating different results in your marriage. And I can a hundred percent help you with that. So the way you get started 
you schedule a complimentary call with me, you can go straight to my website. It's drshavon.com. There is a button that says work with me. You can work with me as a couple where you and your husband get to do this work alongside each other, or you can work with me individually. You can get started creating a change in your marriage right away, right now, without trying to convince and control him into doing it if he's not ready yet. Okay. So I am a resource to you in doing this work more deeply so that you can master these skills and move on to an easier, more enjoyable marriage that you absolutely love being a part of. Thank you for joining me today. I will be back with you next week. Bye for now. Now, if you loved this episode, you will want to download a free resource I created called 13 Beliefs to Hold On To When Marriage Gets Tough. Download it at bit.ly forward slash 13 marriage beliefs. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 13 marriage beliefs. And of course, I will be back with you next week. Until then, commit to loving your marriage again.